All right, guys, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us here today, guys. Um, that was just so good. I feel so encouraged. I feel, uh, I just felt this past week, um, the Lord has just been encouraging us uh, to go after miracles, to go after healing, and we really believe that God uh, is a God of miracles and of healing. And, and as I've been reading through Mark recently, um, and through the Gospels, I'm just so encouraged um, seeing this constant um, difference between Jesus and the disciples or Jesus in the world um, and seeing that he is a God of healing. He's a God of a different reality. Um, he's a God of the miraculous and he's constantly challenging us to to understand that he is a God of miracles and sometimes it doesn't make sense. So us as a church guys, we want to be going after that. All right guys, so I want you guys to open up here to Acts chapter 16 and where I'm going to be speaking out of uh, verses 23 to 26. Alright guys, so I want you, I want you to, uh, if you're with someone right now, just uh, tell them right now, this is the title of my sermon, uh, There's Power in Your Praise. So uh, again, let's, let's start reading right now uh, through Acts chapter 16 verses 23 to 26. So it says here, After they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. This is Paul and Silas. Uh, everybody. Um, Verse 25, Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God while all the other prisoners listened to their worship. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. And all at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. So guys, I really believe that God is going to speak to your hearts today. I really believe um, there's something on this word today. So what I love about this story, guys, what I really love here is uh, I, I believe the Lord places on my heart for you guys and for myself because uh, we see Paul and Silas here, uh, you know, not only being isolated, and when I say isolated, I mean actually isolated, in prison, persecuted, beaten down, uh, the awareness that they could probably die for the gospel uh, that they're promoting, um, and not isolated like us at home with Netflix and our family and all of our comforts, um, but they're isolated. They're, they are in a place of darkness, of hardship. Um, but what I love about this story is, is their choice to partner with the higher reality, understand that life is not always easy, but still partner with God's reality, uh, and then to see God do a miracle. Um, and so I, I want to dive into this story, and I feel like the Lord just wants us to go verse by verse and kind of um, and talk through this. And uh, to really encourage you guys right now that all of us as a church, we, don't, uh, we are not on pods, we are not on a break, that we have a role, that we have a purpose, that we have a mission, we have a calling. Um, that God actually has significant things that we are meant to do right now in this season. Um, and it's not a time, it is a time maybe to rest and, and relax. Uh, but at this time that we still have purpose, we still have mission. And so I want to encourage you guys with that. And so guys, right here in verses 23 to 24, we, we can see Paul and Silas again, they're thrown into jail. Um, they had their feet bound and they were chained, they were isolated. And the first thing I want to dive into here, here guys, is living your faith was never promised to be easy. Right. There is never a promise uh, from Jesus that this is going to be easy. Um, he has promised us peace. He has promised us his spirit um, and his presence during hard situations. But he's never promised that life would be easy. Uh, you know, if we look into the life of Jesus and, and the life that he lived, our very own Savior was persecuted. He was, he was crucified on a cross. Um, you know, he was persecuted. And why else do we think that, why do we think that our life is going to be completely easy when our Savior's wasn't? Um, Good question. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not out here trying to promote and say that you're going to have a terrible time, that it's always going to be hard, but we need to understand that life is not always easy, but we need to understand that we were born for times like these, uh, when things are dark for us to rise up and to shine. You know, Paul and Silas, they were isolated from people. They were, they were beaten down, they were persecuted, and they knew that they could probably die for their faith. And yet, what is their response? They were undaunted, they were unintimidated, and they chose to partner with the higher reality of God. Yeah. 
You know, I think in my walk with God, I've been uh, I've been discouraged. Or not discouraged, but I've been um, seeing a lot of friends who've walked away from God because they've had something bad that's happened in their life, um, and they blame God for it. You know, whether it's disease or someone their, their family is sick, or uh, maybe something like the COVID nineteen pandemic that they see God um, as an evil God because of things that have happened to them. But what I want to encourage you with this morning is that God has always been good. He's always been a God of love. Uh, we may not understand everything going on, but he is good in the midst of everything going on. Um, and that might seem really simple, again, to a lot of you listening, uh, that, you know, hearing the reminder of God's goodness. But I felt like there were certain people out there uh, that need to hear that God is good. He's a God of love, that the thing that happened to you um, was not God who caused it. You know, I think in my personal theology, I believe the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. And God came. Jesus came to bring life and life abundantly. Yeah. So I want to encourage you right now that if you're out there right now and something has happened where you've actually strayed from your faith or you've actually said, God, you're not good. How could you allow this to happen? I want to encourage you that God has always been a God of love. Jesus has always been good. Um, I, I remember people who have left, I, people in my life who have left the church and said, you know, this pastor hurt me. Uh, this thing happened to me. This person gossiped. And they've actually based their relationship with God off situations um, in their life and not off of his goodness and his character. Uh, Jesus has always been good. He's always been love. And I want to encourage you out there. I feel like there's people that need to return to Jesus, return to the love they had at first with him, um, and repent for seeing him as a bad God because of something bad that happened when he's always been good. Um, so I just wanted to uh, share that with you guys really quick. So guys, life is not promised to be easy. But the next thing that I love that you can get out of this story is, guys, we have a choice, again, to partner with which reality we're going to partner with. We have a, a choice right now. We actually have a little choice right now. Um, I remember talking to my neighbor the other day, uh, and, and I asked him, hey, man, like, I said, how was your quarantine? And I mean, it's kind of a cheesy joke, but I just asked him how his quarantine was. And, and, he, and he's a Christian guy, and, and he says to me, oh, man, it's been absolutely awful. It's been terrible. And, and, I, and, I look, and as I was talking to him, not judging him in my heart, but just thinking, I wonder what you're focusing on. Because as we focus on Jesus and the reality of his goodness and the reality of his love, there's no way we can't be filled with hope in this season. Uh, there's no reason we can't be filled with vision for the future in this season. Uh, there's no reason that we can't be connected with other believe believers believing for something great that is coming and is already happening in the body and in the world. Um, and, and one thing that I love about this verse, guys, and I think sometimes get, people get skewed about this verse, is I don't believe Paul and Silas were actually praising God uh, for a breakthrough. You know, I don't know. I don't believe that Paul and Silas were, were worshiping God in prison so that God could set them free. Right. They weren't trying to get something out of it. I believe that they were so caught up in the worthiness and the holiness of God, in the goodness of God. They were so caught up in a greater reality that is available, the kingdom reality that is at hand of Jesus and His goodness and what we have access to, that they began to praise God at that place. I want to encourage you guys that in this season, I think we have this beautiful opportunity when everything's shut down, when all this craziness is going on, we will never have the opportunity again like this to praise God, to, to give Him our worship, to give Him our heart, despite what's going on in the world, despite our fears and our anxieties or whatever's going on, we have an opportunity to praise God, to worship Him for who He is and not to get something out of Him. What I love about Paul and Silas here, guys, is they were undaunted. And my dictionary, my, my personal dictionary, is not that big, so I don't, I didn't know what this word meant. It's a, it's a cool word, though, and I'm going to start using it in my sermons. But undaunted here means unintimidated, not full of fear at all. No fear, not intimidated one bit. And what I love about this, guys, is, you know, sometimes we, we fantasize these Bible characters as these, 
you know, um, like they are these amazing men and women of God, but we, we picture them a certain way, not realizing they were human, just like us, just like me, Kara, Ken, and Jen, Katrina here. They were just like us. And they had a 100% reason to start complaining, to be negative, um, to complain and say, God, we're serving you, yet we're persecuted, yet we're thrown into prison, we are chained, we are bound, we could die for this. You know, there's all, there was all this opportunity for choice, choosing to partner with that. And we need, to re- we need to realize the strength and the inspiration it is. That they, they, instead of choosing that, they chose to praise God, to worship God. It's powerful. You know, a testimony that I really want to, talk, I want to share. And my friend Michael, if you're watching right now, it's about you. I love you, man. But one of my friends, he was out evangelizing with a, a group of other guys and, um, and girls. Sorry. And, and, as they were, uh, and, and as they were out there... Um, my friend saw this man. He was he was in a very notorious gang in America. He could just you well, he found that out later. But he approached him. He felt God was compelling him to go share the gospel with him, to share the good news of Jesus with him. Um, and as my friend went to go share the gospel, you know, he begins loving him and saying, "Man, Jesus loves you. He cares about you. He has a plan for you." And he shares the gospel with him. Um, and as he's sharing this, this guy, this biker, this gang member, he starts cussing him out. Um, tells him he's going to kill him if he doesn't leave him alone. Um, and this guy, this gang member's assistant came to talk to my friend. And he's like, listen, man, like seriously, this guy's going to hurt you if you don't leave him alone. Trust me, you do not want to mess with him. Um, and my friend, what I love in this situation is he was compelled by love still. And he actually kind of, he, he kindly shoved the guy to the side. He kind of moved him away and he, he followed this guy. And he's like, no, you need to hear this. I know the Holy Spirit's wanting to, to speak to you. Now, listen, I'm not promoting you to go out and just willingly go talk to, you know, dangerous people with the gospel. But, I mean, if God is leading you to do that, then definitely do that. Have wisdom. Follow the Holy Spirit. But what I love in this situation is, as my friend was compelled by the reality of Jesus and the kingdom reality around him, as he went and pursued this man and was compelled by love, this man begins to break down, starts weeping, starts uh, just absolutely bawling in my friend's arms. He comes and hugs him, and he actually ends up giving his life to Christ in that moment. Wow. And after he, he's crying, his friend gives his life to Christ, they start coming to church, and it's this insanely powerful miracle that God performs of saving this guy who seems to be so lost, who did some terrible things. But what I love about this, and how this relates to Paul and Silas, is I love, and I'm so encouraged to see my friend partnering with the reality that was at hand, that Jesus had, of boldness, um, of not partnering with the fear of man, but being compelled by the love of God for someone. I believe in this season, guys, there is, there is weight to your words. There is weight to your actions when we are aligned with God. When we are aligned with the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can be led to do amazing things, and God can do amazing things through one act of obedience. Amen. What I love here about Paul and Silas um, is that they're not living uh, with their feelings. They're actually living with their faith, being greater than their feelings. Um, and this is something that I think is really on my heart for our generation as far as uh, people my age, I believe that our, our generation is really caught up with our feelings. You know, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like working. I don't feel like doing that. And I don't like bashing millennials or Gen Xers or Zers or whatever you want to call them. Uh, but it's so important this season that we are not living by our feelings, that we're living by our faith. And if you're living by your faith, there's no way you cannot be filled with hope for the future, hope for your life, and that you should not be growing right now as a son or daughter of God. So I want to encourage you guys again, you have a role right now, wherever you're at right now, wherever you're at, if you um, 
you know, if you've been seeking God or if you haven't, you have a role right now and a purpose. Just as Paul and Silas, they had a purpose and a mission before they were in prison. They had a purpose and a mission in prison, and they had a purpose and a mission after. They were always on mission and on and following the call of God on their life. And so I want to encourage you guys, don't tap out. Don't uh, don't step onto the side right now that you actually have a purpose. You actually have a, a calling to fulfill in Christ. And there's significance, there's urgency on your life for the call of God. I want to encourage you guys too that during this time, Paul and Silas, their inheritance was Jesus. That they had, they had a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind of love and joy, peace, patience, and kindness. Guys, in this situation, you have an inheritance of Jesus and of the kingdom. And we can choose to partner with that. The last thing I want to touch on here, guys, is... Um, that the power of your praise will release breakthrough in other people's lives. And, that's, and this is something I want to I hone in on here before we end, is that there are people who are in bondage out there that need you to rise up and be who God has called you to be, to be the light of the world. That right now there's, there's people in your life who are living in the bondage of fear, living in the bondage of anxiety, um, who, are, who, are, who are straying away, who could be straying away from God, and you have no idea the power of your words in this season and the power of your praise. Guys, I remember, um, I remember a friend the other day, a really close friend of mine. Um, I was asking him how he was, how he's doing in this season, and I'm like, and I was asking him, hey, what are a, a few things that God is sharing with you in this season? Like, how are you, co- not how are you coping, but how are you thriving through the season? And he actually mentioned something that I said to him a few years ago that stuck with him, that was actually help, helping, encouraging him in this season. Um, and this is not to, this is not to again make myself seem great, but the, what the realization for me was is that my weight, my words carry weight. Um, and there's power in the words that I carry. And I want to encourage you guys out there. Um, you know, you guys carry influence. If you are uh, walking with God, you guys have a purpose and a mission to speak into other people's lives. And your words can shape people in ways you don't even know. Mm-hmm. I remember when I, was, uh, when I was a youth, and, uh, and for a lot of you out there, you don't know my testimony, but I did not used to be this happy, kind, positive uh, guy at all. I used to be actually very angry, depressed, used to smoke a ton of weed, drink a lot, lots of bad things, <laughs> lots, of neg- lots of negative things that I was choosing to do. Um, but I remember when I went to this youth camp one year, I remember my counselor, his name was Tyson McCombs, and he, he shared with me a really simple, um, a really simple version of his testimony uh, of how he got saved. And in his testimony, he actually experienced um, some demonic forces um, and he didn't really know Jesus at the time, so that actually drove him to Jesus. And as he went to Jesus, uh, these evil forces he was experiencing, they left, and he ended up giving his life to Christ. Um, and why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because now about, whatever, 10, 12 years later, whatever it is, uh, this story still sticks with me. Um, and right now, it's a source of encouragement, but when I was a teenager, it was actually um, a lifeline for me. You know, when I left camp and I, and I went back and there was an opportunity to sin, an opportunity to partner with my old lifestyle, I remembered the reality of God that he released to me through that story, the power of his testimony. And so I want to encourage you guys that your testimony, your words, your life can be a message to people that can not just be an encouragement to people, but that can actually help them through a really difficult time in their life. And so I want to encourage you guys on your significance as well this morning. You, know, you can see here in verse 25, Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God. And it says here, while all the other prisoners listen to the worship. I want to encourage you guys. People are listening to your life. They are listening to the things that you are saying through your life. If people do not know Christ, then they are seeing a representation of who Jesus is through your life. And so I want to encourage you guys to be very mindful and very careful um, 
of the reality that we're partnering with and the message that we're showing the world through our life. And I, and I, and I, I long for us as a body to be like Paul and Silas who worship God in the midst of really hard things. All right, guys, well, we love you. That's that's all I have to share today, but I want to pray with you right now. Um, and so if you're out there, I want to encourage you, uh, put your hand on your heart right now. And even if that feels weird for you, maybe you haven't done that before, I want to encourage you, put your hand on your heart right now and let's bow our heads and let's pray. I believe God has something for you. Um, Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for your freedom, God. We thank you for um, the reality, God, that, you know, Life is not always meant to be easy, God. You never promised that. God, we thank you that we can partner with a higher reality, Jesus, your reality of who you are, Jesus. And God, that there is weight in our words and there's power in our praise, God. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I pray that our life could be one long song of praise to you, one long song of adoration to you, God. And I pray for a revelation, Jesus. I believe that Paul and Silas carried of the worthiness of Jesus, the worthiness of the Son of God. I pray that, God, we would realize the worthiness that we, your worthiness, that we don't have time to sit back idle, to sit on the sidelines, that we would, we could look at you and praise you in this season.